No, I don't have a connection. I was wrong. Damn. Uh, I thought maybe there might be something with Bradley Whitford. What was the other one? Saving Mr. Banks and what? Uh, Captain Marvel is where I'm trying to get to here. Hmm. Oh, oh, I know what it is. I start with Saving Mr. Banks. Then I make the connection to Brendan Gleeson. Then from Brendan Gleeson, I go to Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins in the Thor movies. Thor uh, has a thing for the, the Brie Larson and Captain Marvel or in, in, in Endgame. Bam! Got yourself a connection. What's That's the connection? Quite a right. Hey, what? What's the Bradley Gleeson connection to Anthony Hopkins? Uh, they're in Beowulf together. I see. Okay. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start in ten seconds. So you have ten seconds to make as much noise as you possibly want. Huh? Wow, that's perfect. Okay, welcome to Podcast the Motion Picture. I'm your host, Jack Brainerd. Today I'm joined by Reed LaRock. Yay. Noah Lane. Hi. And he's still alive. He hasn't ended it all yet. Cole Brainerd. Hello. All right, boys. What movies have we been watching? Jack, we just talked about this for like 10 minutes, all right? I think we're already done with this podcast. Let's wrap it up and everybody can go home. <laughs> what a podcast. All right, that's good to be back. Yeah. All right, good work, everyone. That's I'll it. See you guys next nice time. job. All right, uh, movies I've seen lately. I'm not going to do the segue that we discussed because I, 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 I can't even remember what it just was. But I'll start with what I uh, uh, started this watching of movies with, which was Saving Mr. Banks, a 2010 Disney movie. Uh, about the 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 writer of uh, Mary Poppins selling the rights to Disney, um, and having to deal with all the uh, personal connections and and seeing her work get, get changed into uh, a motion picture through Disney. Um, it was uh, I remember watching it a few years ago when I was a, a bit younger, and uh, the climax of the movie got me quite sad then. But this time I was like, eh kind of preachy uh didn't help that uh, paul giamatti and emma thompson were trying to have like a moment together and it's like who has a moment with paul giamatti like who can do that <laughs> are you kidding me it was it was a little bit out there with with that but no it really it really was good tom hanks uh as always you know was tom hanks so that was always uh it's good to see um uh and emma thompson in it um uh, of course, who doesn't uh, enjoy seeing Emma Thompson in this movie? It really, I think this might be my favorite performance by her uh, in that there, there's so much growth throughout the entirety of the film for her character um, and her range of emotions. She starts off as just just cold and and she's a very proper person who can't have fun like like what Disney would want her to do. And just throughout the movie, you see her slowly learn to let herself have a bit of fun and, and be okay with the character of Mary Poppins uh, really become the heartwarming classic uh, that everybody's come to know and love. Emma Thompson's the best. I've only seen her in like three or four movies, but she like stranger than fiction. She is awesome. Yeah. And also I've never seen that movie, it. but isn't Ryan from the office in it? Yeah. Uh, he is right. He plays the brother to uh, BJ Novak plays the brother to Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman's in it. Yep, <laughs> awesome. and, they, and uh, all their scenes cool. uh, also feature Bradley Whitford. They're all together. The West Wings, Bradley Whitford. That's wow. the one. I'm watching Everybody's this movie tomorrow. Yeah. I found Noah's new favorite wow. movie right here. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, who, who else is in it? Um, uh, 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 there's a lady in it who I, I can't quite remember. I know Colin. Uh, who's eyebrow Colin? Which one's that? Eyebrow. The one from the gentleman. Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. He's in it. Uh, um, I, I already mentioned Paul Giamatti. You know, I, I think that might be all the big names in it. I, I could easily be forgetting. But the Paul Giamatti. The Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, once again, it's. Uh, I don't want to throw out the word tearjerker for it. It, it No, it, it definitely is a tearjerker type of movie, but it's a lot more than that. It's not like they're just trying to get you to be like, Wow, they really want you to go along with the characters, and and they really do. There, there's so much uh, uh, 
in that movie that that just about every type of audience member is able to grab onto. All right. Okay. Sounds like a solid recommendation. That's a buy. <laughs> Sorry, I've been doing the same community reference for like two weeks now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the quote going through my head where Annie's like, a C? Why don't I just get pregnant at a bus station? wow i think that's the yam episode where it's like the law and order spoof if i remember correctly oh Oh, yeah that would be what it's from (laughs) well i can talk about a movie sure go for it so these little women how little are they? <laughs> are they like scary little? <laughs> hey, I know who said that. Yeah, so I watched that movie a couple days ago, and I I hadn't seen it since theaters, which I actually ended up seeing on New Year's Eve, heading into 2020. So it was one of the last positive memories I've ever had. <laughs> and it's it's a it's really good, Fuck. like. I guess I understand why they didn't. I think it was nominated for Best Picture, but it wasn't really talked about as ever a real contender. And I guess I get that because it's not like original, but it's kind of unforgivable that she wasn't nominated for director because there's so much going on. And I think it's like beautifully balanced, like the time jumps. You you can just tell them apart by like the color grading they use, which is like a risky move, but it works. It works. I think I was never really confused. And yeah, the cast is just stellar. And it's just fun. Obviously, when the girl doesn't, you know, when she dies of scarlet fever, that's not as fun. <laughs> but as a whole, the movie is really fun. And God bless Chris Cooper. And I hope he is in like 80 movies before he dies. So. Me too. You mentioned that uh, the uh, color grading technique where they go uh, the colder colors for the modern time and warmer colors back in the, the flashbacks to when they were happier times. Yeah. Uh, I've always not been a big fan of that personally, uh, not because I don't think it works well, but because I, I swear to God, I had the idea and I thought we could use this in a mini movie. <laughs> and then, then she goddamn stole it out of my <laughs> brain. Like, yeah. She reached in and she said, I'm putting this in Little Women. I hear she's a huge fan right. of the channel, actually. <laughs> yeah, she's our, she's our 49th yep. subscriber. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Yes, she is. She had Noah Baumbach are going to uh, write a drama. About <laughs> come sail away into the woods. Yeah, and there's gonna be like a huge divorce subplot in it. Yep, they're gonna cast <laughs> Adam Driver as um freaking <sighs> as you probably as me. oh as yeah. you go. You go. yeah as you I'll be I'll, I'll be playing the character yeah. yeah I'm Chad Chad there you go it'll be Chad yeah. Chad you know you know what is awesome in Little Women. What? I know you're going to say that, you know, if you don't know any, anything about the movie and you're like, who's the dad, who's he going to be? And then all of a sudden Bob Odenkirk yeah, yeah. walks out and you're like, God yep. damn, what is this? I wasn't sure about the up. movie. Oh. Right. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the movie until yeah. he showed up and I was like, yeah. this movie's excellent. <laughs> yep. was... And his entrance, it wasn't like, just like Bob Odenkirk. It was, he like came in the house, like boisterous. I remember yeah. it just was. It was such a big well, entrance. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, the Civil War veteran, like he's a fucking shooting all those Confederates, yeah. those traitors. Yeah. Oh, I just realized uh, when uh, Greta Gerwig makes the uh, the documentary film about uh, if that's what she's going for with with Come Sailor into the Woods, I was trying to figure for myself who would play me, and then it hit me. Uh, Jason. Of Siegel. course, it's Jason Segel. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd probably be Jason Schwartzman. Then. Okay. Oh yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Or John Oliver. Yeah. If he's available, he's a busy guy. Yeah. As we've seen, you can play John <laughs> Oliver. So why why wouldn't it be reversed? Right. Boy, yeah. has anyone else seen any other movies? Yo, Reed. You know what? I have seen another movie. What? A fantastic film. A 1968 classic known as The Producers. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You totally watched that. 
would totally watch that. It's a great movie. For those listening, the producers, even though it's his best work, mm-hmm. not many people have heard about it, but it's a Mel Brooks uh, written and directed feature about these two these two producers who are trying to scam people out of all their money by making a Broadway flop. And oh boy, is it just, it's fucking hilarious. It's a good, it's a, just a good, good watch. And they find out if they can plan to have a play flop, they'll make way more money that way instead of having a, a big hit. Um, and so they just go all out in every direction in, in, working instead of creating the best possible uh, play to create the biggest atrocity on stage ever seen. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, I, I'd hate to say anything about it because I don't want to spoil any bit of the jokes. Right. But the, the results are fascinating <laughs> and quite yeah. hilarious. Love power. Love power. Love power. That's a song. Yeah. Play. Sorry if uh, everybody just clicked off there. Yeah. Um, we, that was me and Jack. We we made that happen. I believe like the producers were made into a Broadway show. Then that was like super successful. And then there was another movie made based on the Broadway show. So there's like a really weird the producers timeline. Well, well, it's the the second the second producers movie is like supposed to be garbage. Yeah, it stars Matthew Broderick. I think, yeah. I don't I think, know who plays um, Max Bialystok though. So, but it's not zero. No, he's, That's sure all he's that. been dead by that time. That movie. He's been dead. Out. But Max Bialystok. Oh, god! That's a cast. Uh, let me see who plays Max Bialystok. That's. It's just so good. The all the gigs land. It's. I don't want to say it's ta- it's not. I don't want to say it's tame for Mel Brooks, but it, I think it's his most clever writing. Uh, it's certainly a lot more tame than uh, Blazing Saddles <laughs> ever was. Yeah, that's true. Mr. Nathan Lane stars as Max Bialystok in the 2005 version. Dude, you're dead. Nathan, that, no, Whoa, that's yeah. you. What? You know, I don't like casting. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I find it hard to believe that the, 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 the Matthew Broderick producers could be bad in that Matthew Broderick has never been in a bad movie. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you just talking about <laughs> Wasn't it you that didn't like Matthew Broderick? Or, or did I make that up? Um, I'm not a big fan of his wife, Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. But that's personal. We got into it, her and I. <laughs> I mean, it's directed by Susan Stroman. Everybody's Everyone's favorite. favorite Susan Stroman. I Stone. don't know who that is. That's literally her only movie directing credit. All right. So, yeah. Shout out to Susan. Hope to get her <laughs> on the podcast here. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to discuss the producers 2005 and why it was so yeah. terrible. I'll page her why? so she wants to come on. Yeah. Uh, Cole, you could probably you find to her in a see... pool booth somewhere. <laughs> Just look around town; she'll show up. Um, Cole, have you seen any movies? I certainly have. Um, I've seen a handful of movies, but I think I would like to probably go into one that I just saw most recently, which was um, *Nomadland*. That is the Chloe Zhao directed, writer directed, and starring Francis McDormand as a nomad who lives in her van and drives around the American, I think, Southwest in Nevada, working odd jobs. She goes all over the it's, Midwest, basically, it's the, just working odd jobs. Not well, the she ends up in, like, West. South Dakota, Jack. South Dakota is not the Midwest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jack, Jack, I hate to disappoint you, but... <laughs> Okay, we're just going to ignore Jack obviously failed geography class. <laughs> oh, There's... wow. Awesome Game of Thrones reference. Wow. Well, okay, then the audience, just listen to Cole talk about a movie that is well, very good, but it was it was too boring no, I for him. Call so it boring. My, I think it was... He can't connect, he can't connect to it emotionally because... People living in their van, Cole just can't get with, apparently. 
Hey, that's my yeah, yeah. I guess some people can. That's not that's not my chief complaint with the movie. And I frankly don't really have that many complaints about the film in general. I think it was actually really well made and really well acted for the most part. My problem with the movie, I think, was probably some structural things. The movie, I think, in my opinion, begins with one of the most boring opening, like, title thing ever. Where it literally talks about, it's got, like, two lines where it's, like, this empire company started going out of business in 2009. And then suddenly they shut down. It's, like, talking about, like, um, it's a sheetrocking thing. And I was, like, wow, that is totally unengaging. (laughs) It's just company it was going a, out of business. A, okay. But my thing with the film is, is so, that, you know, if I want to get into like more, like more specifically screenwriting stuff, I mean, obviously I'm not a professional screenwriter at all, but there are some things that I think make a movie interesting or more engaging to a film. The Watch. And it kind of, in my opinion, it throws, we, we meet Frances McDormand as she already is a nomad. And I'm coming into the movie not knowing what a nomad is. And the movie doesn't really do a lot to really kind of inform why people live this way of life or what they do or how they end up in those situations. I guess it's more inferred in the film, but I would have frankly been more engaged if the main character kind of had more of an arc in the film where she starts out like maybe she's working her job and suddenly it shuts down. And so she decides she goes through the mental process of, you know, deciding to become a nomad. We kind of see her struggle with trying to live that life, maybe getting set up, getting a van. You know, those kind of beats. I don't know. That's just where I come when I watch a movie. At least something with such a very simple plot. Because there's not a lot that happens in Nomadland, I would say, from plot points. Like, when she dropped, when that guy dropped that plate and it was like a loud noise, I was like, oh my god, something just happened on screen. <laughs> so, well, cool. well, it kind of does, you don't, it, you can kind of infer from the first three minutes of the movie that what know, a nomad is it was boring i would call but, it that's in my opinion it's just but, i was never really you, engaged by the plot and the characters hey can what? i get in on this talking over each other deal i think it's pretty hey, good. can Go i ahead. do it though too but, Noah, what do you want to talk about just whatever you want to talk about <laughs> let's Noah, just have cross conversations you guys can start talking movie about movie 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 <laughs> but cole you can't you can't say you don't know what a nomad is when it tells you what a nomad is in the opening lines of the movie. So you it's, just what are you talking about? It, it literally it has two yes, lines. it does. It 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 talks about how the gypsum mine. By the way, it's not sheetrock. It was gypsum, which sure is used to sheetrock. make sheetrock. Gypsum, a gypsum mine. I think we're boring our which audio is used right yeah for real for sheetrock. But I don't want to say anything. But all I'm saying is. I recognize that at least it was fairly well acted. I just wasn't engaged by the story. And that's just literally coming from my perspective, Jack. I frankly do not think it was a really interesting story that was being told in the movie. And I think a lot of simple story beats and changes would have made me slightly more engaged, at least with the character and stuff. Like I got a lot of what the movie was doing, but I just didn't really care that much. And that's just my opinion. Well, it's like... It's. I, I really don't know. I, I think it's one of those movies where they, because it's very much, it's almost a pseudo documentary where you have this, besides like two people, all the, all the people in the movie aren't actors. They're real people that they just found living in their vans doing the nomad life. So it's like, it's very much feels like a movie that they went out with a premise. They got Francis McDormand. Uh, is it, is it, Bill or Dave. is it Dave Cole? Yes. Is it Dave? He's he's the other actor. Clearly. And then probably his son and that family is the other actor are other actors and actresses. But it's like I don't want to what was that? What's bicycle neo realism? Is that it's not neo, neo Italian, it's kind of Italian neo realism? You know what? Somehow you topped the boring topic. <laughs> you somehow made with bicycle. You somehow things. made this more boring. <laughs> But it's kind of it's it's almost like I don't want to say it's neo realism, but it's kind of it leans into it where it's like, how can we structure this story about this individual Francis McDormand? But at the same time, it's like trying to tell a documentary about the people who like live this 
live that yeah. way. And yeah. from my own personal perspective, I just didn't find that interesting. Even if I can recognize that the movie at least was well made overall, I just didn't think the story was that good. You know, I got to say, I think I appreciate both of these diverse views. Uh, Originally, I was going to see it because Jack said that it was uh, pretty good. Uh, And now that, Cole, you're saying that you found it boring, I'm very interested in watching it because I want to know how it turns out. Yeah, it also got some love at the Golden Globes. And there's not not a lot of competition this year, but I was definitely intrigued by it. It's Who doesn't uh, know? That's my main draw was I wanted to see a great performance from her. And I thought... Eh. She's fine. She's good. She's good. But, I mean, it's not like I. I thought I she know. was really good. They don't really I thought do she was really good. Though, Jack. They don't. <laughs> she doesn't have. But she's not she, like she. She's not terribly complex or dealing with so many emotions at all. There's. She's mostly just like there's like a scene where they're like, oh look at all these RVs. I can't wait to ride. And she's like, choo choo or some shit sitting in like the RV, <laughs> past the driver's seat and stuff. And I'm like. Okay, this is really fun to watch. But then, okay, maybe to get into more specifics, I guess I want to talk about like some of the themes. Like she works at Amazon, right? That's, That's like I was the movie. Bring that up. The, uh, she literally wanted... goes to Amazon, and works it, and it's just like, oh hey, everyone here is happy and stuff. This was such a good work environment, and it's just like, well, okay, I bet workers are probably happy at, at some places in Amazon, but, like, for the most part, like, they totally crush unions and shit, and Amazon's kind of responsible for destroying small businesses. <laughs> so, the movie doesn't do anything to really I, make I critical to... of the point that it was these kind of corporate entities that really destroyed a lot of those businesses. Or at least... I wanted to bring that... You know, okay. you know the movie doesn't but take a I stance. To... It I doesn't want... say anything about one thing or another. It's just mostly it's just a character study of this weird homeless woman who's trying to get over the, you know, loss of her previous life with her husband and stuff. But it doesn't really point out some of the really big issues for why these people are living the way they are. It's not because they're like grieving for a death of like a former, you know, partner. It's like because of an economic point like these people can't retire effectively or they you know that's why they're all old in the film well i think i was going to say that bring up that one point how i want to know i want to know the producers behind or how they got the rights to show there's i think you see i think there's i know i want to know because you only see two company names besides wall drug I don't know if that's sure really a company name, but you you only see two two bit like companies in the entire movie, and one is Amazon, and the other one's Progressive. <laughs> so I want to know like did like are they like hey Amazon you like to shoot here, and they're like yeah, but you have to make it seem like we we don't ruin people's lives and pay them bare minimum wage and we're, overwork them or crush unions. Uh, or all of the above. Could I share what my biggest takeaway from this was? Mm. Uh, this whole time I've been flipping through the uh, Super One Foods uh, coupon book, and I uh, I was reading something, and I read cold craft beer, um, but it was dyslexia kicking in, and it says craft beer battered cod. I don't know really upset by that. Dude, that's really interesting. I know, not quite as interesting as discussing Nomadland in detail. <laughs> But yeah, that's my opinion on the feature, I would say. Jack and I take two different stances. But, you know, go see it if you want. I don't care. You have me convinced. Um, Noah, you have mentioned the uh, the Golden Globes. What is that? Well, Reed, usually it's a really fun watch where a bunch of celebrities get together in one place and drink alcohol and just have some fun before the Oscars. But this year, it was poor connections and in people that were in movies that were okay, but not that special because all the special ones have been pushed back to a time where we can go to theaters, which hopefully is, you know, closer than it has been. But it was not that fun to watch. Like, I kind of did a lot of homework during it, so I didn't focus on it too much. But I think the highlight was Chadwick Boseman won a posthumous one, and then his wife gave a speech, and it was very moving. 
and also Dan Daniel Kaluuya won the first one of the night, and he was awesome. But all it did was bum it I just guess- bummed me out because award season is was like my thing, and now it's just kind of dead. So it, it was a little well, unfortunate. It'll come back. I I think the my my biggest thing of the night. The only <laughs> thing besides the like what actual awards are given because I don't who hosted it because wasn't it, was it Tina Fey and Amy Poehler again? Oh, okay. Yeah, like... I, I, yeah, there it is again. Why? Who? Who was last year who roasted everyone in the audience? Gervais. Gervais, pretty... Yeah, yeah, Gervais, Yeah, he was. Why couldn't they? Actually, he said he'd never host again. But uh, I, I remember because were were they doing the awards? Everyone was in like a Zoom call. Well, yeah, pretty much. Like the the, the uh, nominees, but every time David Fincher would lose, you could watch him take a shot. So that's the only thing, like, I thought was halfway funny from the yeah. Golden Globes. Catherine O'Hara won for Shit's Creek, which is always a good thing. That was that was funny. I'm gearing up to watch that show. I'm Same. very close. You're going to love it. I'm sure. I, I have a story about that. I went to Target sure. the other night, and there were two Shit's Creek uh, Funko Pops, which listeners may know I collect. <laughs> So, of course, I bought them and I go home and I like just to see how much they are online. And they're like out of stock everywhere. And there was some being sold on eBay for 40 bucks already. And I only paid nine. So, you know, not like I'll ever sell them, but I might have got my hands on some rare collectibles right now. No, I want you to know the day that you die, I'm breaking into your house, stealing them all and selling them. (laughs) Like that is that would be a plan. That would be a grievous insult to my memory. (laughs) I would rather like, you just piss on my grave than do that. Like Cole or Jack, if one of you want to grab all his Blu-rays and um, yeah, yeah, and if the other wants to like sell his oh family God. off, like I just just know I got the Funko. Like they're mine. Noah, who who can get who gets the uh, Star Wars mac and cheese? That is going to be buried with me after. Because <laughs> I'm holding on to it. Yeah, I've had it for I, I since my dad's worked in Hibbing, so at least six years. Wow. I think. Yeah, the the ancient Egyptians got buried with gold. Noah got buried. I got the with liquid gold. Man. Another couple of years, and that thing's gonna be aged. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like, uh, like talk about wine. Like we're gonna craft twenty fifteen. Maybe I'm gonna like accidentally a... invent something. Like the guy that came up with the polio cure. I'm gonna open my mac and cheese, and it's gonna cure cancer. Speaking of the deadly and saddening disease uh, known as cancer and Chadwick Boseman. Uh, 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 I hope that's not a rude segue. I just, those are the uh, things. That I it brought us yep. back to earth. I would say it brought us back over here. I was going to, I was going to mention Noah. Uh, I think you and I talked about it for a second or, or maybe me, you and Childe, uh, uh but is brought up that was Chadwick Boseman, the most superhero like actor out of all the superhero actors. And uh, it is not even close, I don't think. I, I can't imagine one other actor in the entire pool of people playing superheroes that came close to the, the great things that Chadwick Boseman did with the remaining years of his life. Yeah, I was that came about because I was watching Black Panther. And it's just so sad now. And I'm like, no one has ever owned a role. Like, that guy just owned being the king of a freaking country. Like. <laughs> He just has a screen presence that's hard to describe. He's just a cool dude. And yeah, you're right. He is I, quite the hero. I I gotta say the only I think the only person who other person who truly embodies their character would be uh RDJ and Tony Stark, but right. yeah. like yeah, Chadrick Boseman Chadrick Boseman killed it as uh, T'Challa. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, while we're on this topic of uh, superheroes and the actors, I just recently watched uh, Captain Marvel. Um, I began a, a rewatch because I wanted to watch Endgame, but I figured I better I better watch every single movie leading into this because why watch a three hour movie when I can watch what twenty two films? I thought uh, the exact same thing. Yeah, except no, I think what we have going differently is is you're watching them in their release order. I I decided to try out the chronological order. Correct. And uh it's it's been a bit uh it was weird going from Captain America <laughs> to Captain Marvel. Um 
Uh, it was also really weird having to watch the uh, post credit scene. I think I think those post credit scenes don't lend themselves to the chronological seal. <laughs> it kind of takes you out of it right. a little bit. Like I'm very curious as to why they're huddled around a pager. Um, no idea what that's about. Anyway, um, uh, what I have to say about Captain Marvel is uh, I remember first watching it in theaters, and I think that was the one time I ever saw Captain Marvel. Um, so I didn't really remember anything. It took me uh i think it took me about a year of listening to just a ton of 90s music and really watching 90s movies to understand i really enjoyed the 90s and so <laughs> it is so it was super cool re-watching that and seeing so much 90s stuff going on in the clothes and all the the references and the the clothing <laughs> i already mentioned clothing but, but they go into that blockbuster you see all the movies and then she um, wears that clothing and it's like she wears man. she wears she does wear clothing <laughs> they uh, uh at one point jude law comes in and he's wearing clothing but space clothing um <laughs> anyway clothes uh uh, to really tack on the that that vibe of the '90s, I guess it, it it's in the 2000s, but I'm guessing it was filmed in, in '99. Is uh, American Beauty the mom from American Beauty? Is uh, is uh, Annette uh, Benny? Uh, yeah, wow, nice. She's is Marvel, so yeah. it was very cool uh, watching her do that. But the reason why I'm saying this is. I it was an odd thing when I first watched it. I maybe ranked it in the the bottom ten for for all the MCU movies. Like I didn't, there was nothing about it that stood out to me. And it was it was it, it the first time it was odd that they threw this space character into the nineties. Like what was this weird time jump? They could have put her anywhere. Why wouldn't they put her more modern times where it was everything was relevant? Uh, and then watching it this time, I really realized getting to see uh, uh, the, the character of uh, Captain Marvel, how above everything she is and how little she really cares for what's going on. Not that she doesn't care, but she's just, she's much, uh, she's so far above it due to her, her powers. And it's just, she, she's always making jokes and it dawned on me that she's supposed to be the cool character from the nineties. And, and it's, it gets kind of lost in there that she's this, she's the, the anarchy, whatever, like, ah, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to, do this or whatnot she's always doing the right thing but the, all along the way it's like she's just gonna do whatever it takes to get there it's not like she cares how she gets there she just knows she's gonna get there and that was i that, that's kind of the vibe that I, I i i remember from christian slater um in heathers like it's just it, it really her character belonged in a 90s movie and it it really reached out and i was able to see that this was it was fitting to have her there in captain marvel in the 1990s and that's all I got to say about that is that I enjoyed Captain Marvel now. I, I have one question about Captain Marvel, Reed. What? It's with the end credit scene. What about it? Where did she come from? Where did who come from? Captain Marvel. Space Jack. The final frontier. Well, what I mean is, is that the end, <laughs> in the end credit scene, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like she's just... <laughs> she co- what, Jack? She's just, she's just there. Like hear her like crash through the ceiling or anything it's just like they turn around and she's like what's up uh, like i always thought it was like i was like what the fuck did she come where did she come from did she just walk in what's going on here oh i, uh, I, yeah, was, uh, I, I literally was... had no idea what you guys were talking about trying to figure out what the fuck end credit scene that was and i oh, just thought of the end the, the, like, okay. credit scene okay uh, you know, some other things that I should say about Captain Marvel, and then we can, we can head off it. I know it's not the most relevant thing right now in 2021. Um, uh, uh, but the, the other actors that are in it, uh, Samuel Jackson, I want to know what is the date for him that he just decides, yeah, I'm going to stop trying in movies. Because he's been in everything for, for like 30 years now, and he has not given up trying. He is always going all out, and it's just like, like, why do you still care, man? I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, he's awesome in that movie. It is. It, he, he asked. Oh, sorry. My bad. That's, that's okay. It's just, it, it is really cool. And then also in there is, uh, uh, I, I, well, what is it? Clark Gregg? Yep. Right? Yeah. The West Wing. Uh, Clark Gregg. The West Wing's Clark Gregg, of course. Uh, he hops in again, and uh, it's odd. It's like he picks right back from, picks right up from where he left off uh, after Avengers. He, he, um, I mean, I guess he had the, the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he didn't have an audience for that, so it was just kind of <laughs> like he was talking to himself. Uh, also getting thrown in there is Jude Law. 
You just recently watched this movie, right? What's that? You just, I? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Quick. What's Jude Law's character's name in that movie? Young Rock. Oh, damn it. I didn't think you were going <laughs> to pull it. Well, of course I'd pull it. I don't <laughs> even know if he gets mentioned no, in the movie. No, I don't think it does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he watched it today. Yeah. So uh, I, I finished watching it today. I had, to, I had to take a break yeah. from it a couple of days ago when I, when I started it. I uh, don't have a lot of time to go all the way through on movies anymore. It's kind of sad. But um, also... Uh, uh, it did. It is going to help me, I think, with WandaVision because I didn't really care for uh, uh, the young girl's name. Uh, is she M- Maria Rambo, the the daughter? The the right? daughter's She's Monica. Like, Maria's the mom. okay daughter's Monica. Uh, I didn't really care about Monica, um, and it still is just like yeah, she's whatever. Uh, but after watching Captain Marvel, it, it, it now I can see like okay, well maybe they could throw this in there or that in there. And, she might think about this or that. So now I understand that there's at least a little bit of thought whether they can do something. Um, but that's all I got to say about that. Awesome movie, awesome acting, real good fun. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think your point about her being a 90s character is cool. I hadn't really thought of that before. But I think you're right. Kind of like Cap is stuck in the, I don't know, 40s or whatever. The best yeah. part, I, rewatching, I, I used to have Winter Soldier kind of lower in my rankings. And rewatching them, I realized how awesome Winter Soldier is. Because I I do not like the first Avenger at all. It's because I don't think Cap is interesting in it at all. But it's super interesting to see a, a guy that had like complete faith in the system just lose it. And that's kind of what Winter Soldier is about. So I had much more appreciation for that movie this time around. And Ooh, uh, excellent point there as well. Let's, maybe we should talk some WandaVision since the series finale is right. coming up here. Hey Jack, you want to uh, see yeah, what you better think? throw it in there? You've been keeping up with yeah. it, right? You're a big <laughs> fan. Yep, so much. Uh, I think I think. Uh, 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 yeah, there's Wanda and Vision. L- elaborate. They're in that. Yeah, they are. I I uh, there's a character called. Vision he's seen, okay, he's seen it. He's seen the show. We know what he's talking about. Jack, a character called Wanda. That's a reference to something. A fish called Wanda. Okay, uh, that's in, a movie. What's the the last episode? Episode eight. Um, I don't. I don't. I worry. Dude, about everyone in the world has um, seen it. I think we can spoil it. Yeah, Jack. I haven't seen it. A couple of people I was with just the other day hadn't seen it well, yet. They better watch and it. They were like, "We're gonna watch it. We're gonna spoil it." I know. Spoilers! Right, well, Spoilers for WandaVision. Time, time mark, okay. Jack. Yeah. 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 I guess let's uh, let's set a let's set like a, a three minute timer so that way if people want to skip through they can skip through. Jack will put the timestamp in. Yeah. He's a good editor. I'll put a timestamp. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I I don't think uh, maybe it can it'll just automatically do it on Spotify. But in the in my in the episode bio I can say. There's spoilers no for WandaVision. Reads. Nobody reads anything. All right. Well, I guess people are just going to get some shit spoiled with them. Okay. Um, Gandalf dies. Spoiler alert. Ralph Macchio <laughs> is not in this show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope I didn't ruin it for you. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, so what did what did everybody think about that episode? What did, what did, what did, what did people like? What's I thought it was interesting. How, um, oh, sorry. I, I, you know what? No. I was just gonna bring up. There's like the the meme going around about the what is love if or what is grief if not love persevering, and there's a lot of debate on Twitter over whether that line is really good or really god awful. I was just curious what you guys thought about that. Can you can you say that one more time? I haven't seen it, but did you say grief is just love? Persevering? Yes, Vision says that to Wanda. Good line or what really is- cheesy. What is grief? I think it's if not love. It's pretty cheesy, yes. but you know it kind of works in the scene. Why not? That's kind of what I thought too. I like that scene. I gi- I give it some cheese. It's a little of the craft spray can. Maybe not that cheesy, but like like some American cheese, you know, craft American spider on. But I haven't seen it, but it sounds like you guys say it works. I would say that's the thing. out of the entirety of every episode, that is the only line that I remember, and that is the only line that I think matters in the entirety of the show. I feel like there are a great deal of people watching the show who just coincidentally may have lost a loved one or, or, or in some way or form might be dealing with loss. So I, I 
really appreciate in there. You guys might say that it's cheesy. Um, I myself am not going through any grief right now, uh, but I think that thought would be, uh, uh, will be a good comfort uh, should I lose anybody in my life anytime soon. So I'm, I'm quite glad that it was in there, but I do understand that uh, for, for us not having anything going on, it, it may very well be something a little bit cheesed out of place, but, but I still, I really do think You're that right. it, it uh, has a lot of value. The point of the show being that Wanda is basically getting over the loss of her husband. That's the whole point of the show. So yeah, kind of culminates in that line. Even f- good point. I agree. Like you can't just take it without knowing the context mm-hmm. of the episode. Like Paul Bettany acts the crap out of that line, and so does the uh, um, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen's awesome <laughs> in that show too, and yeah, I think it works. And I, I, I kind of mentioned this in our our group text. I don't, I don't know if I'm buying all the Agatha stuff right now. And since there's supposedly only one episode left in the series, I don't really think they're gonna have time to give her as much as I think they should. Like, I almost wish they would have just saved that for a movie. How, how's the Agatha? Thing sitting with you boys yeah not the best yeah uh i found the <laughs> whole witch trial thing in salem really really yeah. silly i yeah uh, i i wouldn't often say anything is silly cole but i 100 agree if i was gonna put a word to that it's silly a lot of emotion running through this weird scene yeah. about i i know, which is trying to execute someone it was really kind of a long ass scene that didn't need to be there. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy uh, Catherine Hahn's performance as Agatha, but her screaming in that is <laughs> she's like, ah! yeah, and it's just all and the I swear CG to God, that's exactly how it is. It's just obviously awfully fake. It's just not. It's it's laughable. Yeah, like I, I wish. I wish the MCU could kind of realize we don't care about CGI so much right now. Like it's not really. In a big action deal, but I don't really care about the action in WandaVision, and, and I know, you know, it's kind of a scary. Well, point. It's, I, it's the well, I don't know what. So, is it because I haven't seen it? Is it like the? Is it like the CGI level okay, of Jack, it, Captain America: Civil War with Bucky leaping off building bad, or is it like obviously no, just it's the just background like, CGI? It's, it's fine looking deal. CGI. It's probably the best that they use for any television program. But the thing is, it's just the scene in yeah. general and the context is really silly and you kind of laugh at it because of what's going on. They're literally witches and yeah. they're killing each other using I, magic powers and shit. I, it just, it looks, it just, you know, you kind of laugh at it because you don't really care about the character and it's kind of just a dumb scene. But I'm... It's it's funny it's funny you say witches because when you say witches for some reason I think of that South Park episode where they dress up as witches and go get drunk in the woods. Okay, but uh, is is the I I've only read about what happens and I haven't watched. So I'll get around to watch it once the full series is out because I probably will to understand anything in the movies. But if I I feel like making Agatha the like kind of the antagonist or like the baddie. I don't, I feel like you had a, they missed a chance to use like Mephisto or nightmare. If I mean, they still haven't, they still have an episode left, but I feel like that if they wanted to introduce a new or even like the, uh, the, the Fox side, like the X-Men, the mutants, I feel like using Mephisto oh, and Nightmare was a really so, good so way to do like that. a nerd right now. Do you, what do you read? Comic books? Jeez. Total nerd. <laughs> we just watch the TV shows. Uh, if I can quickly hop back to the uh, the scene where they uh, the burn the witch. I hope this isn't uh, me hitting the brake and going in reverse. But uh, um, not that uh, I work at the uh, MCU studios or Marvel or whatever. It's not that I have any say in the matter. But if I was going to do it myself, here's what I'd do. I wouldn't have several witches start shooting purple or blue CGI at the woman in the center and have her go. Uh, that sounds just that. like. I hope this yeah. Too much. 
what I would do instead is have it menacing, like, oh, my God, what are all these women doing here? Who could they be? I, I know, obviously, everyone's going to go, they must be witches, but we're not going to be able to prove that, especially not with dumb CGI. And suddenly, maybe they're saying some dark words or whatnot. And it's like, oh, this is spooky. And then all you got to do is just do a little, just a snap of a finger like that. And suddenly, bam, a spark starts up underneath there. You get a little historical accuracy. Is they're going to burn the witch? Uh, but then suddenly, oh, what's going on? The flame's not growing. And then Agus is like, oh, my God, I'm more powerful than this fire magic. There you go, Bam, that's how I do you gotta it, just like that. you got to become an exec at Disney. Thank you. There you know what? Yeah. You know what I would have done? They should have turned her into a newt. <laughs> Nice. All right, I have a theory here. So uh, I think that uh, Agatha is from a different dimension, and I think this show is how they're going to introduce the X Men. And I know that's super ambitious, but why the hell would they give us Evan Peters if they weren't going to do anything with it? And they had the line in the last one where she's like, "He's been my eyes and ears in the in the hex or whatever." And we also know that Catherine Hahn knows who the Scarlet Witch is. And they also have to explain where the hell she's been for the past 400 years if she's around during the Salem Witch Trials. So I think Agatha's from like a different dimension and she's over here and she brought uh, Evan Peters with her. And I think, I mean, I might be getting my hopes up way too high, but I think we have a chance at like a Patrick Stewart or a James oh, McAvoy at the so. end of this series. I think so, because it just doesn't make sense to me why they would bring in Evan Peters, Pietro, and then just drop it. And if they do just drop it, then I'm going to be a little bit upset about that, because it was such a cool <laughs> reveal at the end of that episode. I think you're right. In, yeah, I think you're right in some way. Yeah. They're definitely um, going to choose the X-Men. They're going to take over probably the most popular characters from the previous films, because I don't think anyone saw Dark Phoenix, and if they did, you probably don't want... What's her name playing Jean Grey? Or what's his name playing Cyclops? No. Do you remember? Do you... I mean, I saw Dark Phoenix. But I, I oh, don't do you feel remember like the I part when Cyclops I got watched... really mad? <laughs> Drop yeah. the F Drop the F word. That was so funny. <laughs> do you remember, it was so do you remember bad. the fight scene in the cul de sac? I want to. I spent like 20 wait. bucks on the production. <laughs> yeah, that was so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I the costumes are so fucking dumb but, in that yeah, movie. But you know, you get your they Michael Fassbender, so you get your James McAvoy's from those, and then you take all the garbage and you throw it in the fucking trash heap and just leave it there. Yeah, just start again. So uh, I think. Uh, oh. I was going to say, so two times over now, I've watched uh, in the uh, the Marvel X-Men. I've watched it twice now, them <laughs> trying to tell the story of Dark Phoenix. I just want to see it done. I know that that's not what it's supposed to be. I know it's not it's supposed to be so lame as to what I've watched twice now. Both are equally bad somehow. And I, I, I really hope that we do get the X-Men in the MCU. It, for me, a huge reason is because I know if anyone's going to finally give it to me yep. the right yep, way, you're right. it's the MC. Yeah. It's well, who's the? I'm trying to think. What would be? What would be the next event, big event like in the comic book stories? Do? I mean, they. I don't know. Yeah, because like if because I don't think you're gonna if they bring in X Men characters. I think well, Deadpool of course will show up. But, like, I think – I don't think you're going to see Wolverine. I personally don't want to see Wolverine. I feel like you let that – you almost let that character die a little bit with uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> they have to have Wolverine, man. Like, he's, he's a top five comic book character of all time. You yeah. can't just not use him. I know, I know it's going to be well, weird yeah. not well, to have I would... Hugh Jackman, but I, I definitely think they're going to introduce a new Wolverine. I think well, they could do the original X Men, which oh, is Jack. But I know. Cyclops and all. I think. <laughs> yep. Jean I, Grey. I, you do you actually know them? This I was gonna say it's Jean, it's Jean Grey. Die Hard. Uh, no, that's not one. Beast. No. Rogue. Uh, okay, do you want me just to say him? No, it's not Rogue. Psylocke. X- Storm. Nightcrawler. No, it's it's, it's uh, no. Nightcrawler's in it, Goodness. right? Nightcrawler's an original. He's okay. not. Uh, I'm about to flex my nerd knowledge. I don't know. Well, okay. I would try to get, get ready. X Men number one, <laughs> 1963. 
the debut or the of the original X Men team was Jean Grey, Cyclops, Iceman, okay, Beast, okay, and uh, Angel, okay, Angel, okay, okay, so, I sorry, never Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast, okay, Angel, Angel, Iceman, and then Professor Xavier. I think was the original lineup, and they fought Magneto. So, well. Do you remember? Yep. Do you remember Angel is is an X three where he's there at the beginning yep. and then they never in the fucking movie. He's played by hey, a man. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. He is played by Ben Foster. Yeah. Uh, Cole, now that you mentioned that uh, Beast was in the original lineup, that actually does have me thinking. Uh, in WandaVision, when uh, I think Monica says she's got a friend. Uh, scientist dude and a lot of people thought that could be beast uh if they're gonna do the x-men round uh now i have more faith that that might be him if they do do x-men stuff yeah and i i just think that i love the x-men like i watched those x-men movies before i ever watched the mcu it was kind of like my first superhero franchise was the x-men so i would just really love to see it done well i mean it was done well in the originals but done with today's resources and not give us products like apocalypse and dark phoenix just because there's no reason why the mcu should have worked as well as it did there's no real difference between those characters and the x-men characters so i don't see why that i mean obviously there's a huge difference but i don't see why they couldn't do a standalone wolverine and a standalone beast and like combine them all and that can be our next freaking avengers have the x-men in there it's gonna be sick so so with the them combining two, because I know Scarlet Witch is a lot more involved with the. Actually, no, she's more of an Avenger. But I, I do you think they're gonna go with? Because she's spoilers. She turns into a villain in the comic books, and kills like all the Avengers. Like, do you think that I would really like to see the MCU like try something like that? Even though it's incredibly, yeah, dark, I think we mentioned in our but... group chat. I am for her turning into a villain, but it doesn't seem like. The other two are as in favor of but, that, correct? But my the one thing that I would not like about that, well, it's because she it's kind of what it was kind of like a reset for Marvel so they could introduce a bunch of new characters. Because I know if they did it in the MCU, like Paul you Paul Rudd couldn't be Ant Man anymore because that character would be dead. Um who else would be dead? I think I think that she does kill Hawkeye. Um, I wish that they would kill me, <laughs> right, everybody? <laughs> Burn. Okay. Uh, 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 I, you know, I, I should a- answer Noah's question. He he just had there, uh, which was, uh, well, I'm sorry, no. The question you asked: Do was you want Wanda good or bad? Good. I'm in favor. Do for you want bad. Wanda good or bad? I'm I'm on bad. I'm I'm for bad. I'm fine if she does go bad. I'm fine either way. I don't see the MCU going and making her like complete evil. I I see them doing complex evil like they do sometimes yeah. with like Loki. Um, because I feel like they they got too much stock put into Elizabeth Olsen to to make her the bad guy. Um, also I I feel like Elizabeth Olsen could kind of work her way into a. More so a face card of the MCU, being that uh, Spider-Man's kind of getting dissolved a bit. Like, and really, who wants to watch Anthony Mackie? <laughs> wow, Anthony Mackie's shade. Sorry, I just I don't I don't he's not he's not my favorite. I agree with you. Um. Okay. Did did we uh, did we cover all of uh, one division? Did we uh, did we do that? Are we satisfied? Is everybody happy? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know what else to talk about. What other movies have you guys seen? I was actually gonna bring up uh, which which streaming are you? What streaming movies are you looking forward to? Because recently, when we saw No Man Land, uh, good old uh, Godzilla versus Kong trailer played, and I I think I think that comes on the thirteenth. I think I think that's the one I'm looking forward to this month over the Justice League remake. 
release so you bring that up and using streaming services to watch new releases and movies and whatnot and that brings me to your earlier made point when you were talking about nomadland and how the plot of it is is about how she works how francis mcdormand works for amazon and how amazon destroyed the small business life and kind of put her into a nasty bit of a of an empty world because it's all run by big stuff i feel and this this is for the audience uh so you, you can feel targeted audience. Uh, if you have the option of going into a movie theater and helping to support the business and, and not only getting off of the couch or out of your bed so you can go and enjoy it with, with thick, heavy surround sound stereos playing on a massive screen, you should really do that. Uh, as uh, That is the way that a lot of filmmakers intend for their audiences to see. Uh, it is because of, of movie theaters that you, you get at the start of when you put a movie into your disc player that it says this has been reformatted to fit your TV screen. Really, it's the intended way to go into a theater. So my preferred streaming service is whatever they put in the projector. Yeah. Thank you. I will don't say I'm yeah, really excited for the Paramount Plus thing since for some reason my household pays for CBS all access. So I'll be getting Paramount plus, you know, it was on CBS. Well, Stephen Colbert. Oh yeah. I think he's in that commercial where, where they're all climbing up the mountain. You may have seen it on the Super Bowl. Wow. I think Paramount plus is getting a halo series. Yeah. I don't know why they're still, I don't, I don't know why they're still trying with that, but Cool. You know what I want to watch? Gonna watch it. A Halo series. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't. I'm not. Cole, I'm not overall. Is Cole still here? We may have lost him. He's still here. I think he's. I think he's deceased. Yeah. Well, he's gone quiet for a while. Uh, you not only saw the return, but the death of Cole. Yeah, Brainer we got it all in one episode. Maybe he just went no, to I... get a snack, and we're already pronouncing his time of death. Oh well, it says he's connected. Well, what happens if he, what happens if he went and got a snack, but upon walking back, he got really excited to eat the snack. And then, oh, he just got up. See right there, and like I said, he choked on said snack. And we're just doing the right thing and announcing what happened. Either way, I guess we'll just have to ask him tomorrow. If he doesn't respond, then what? he's probably dead. But I'm no scientist. Um, Are we wrapping this puppy up? Oh, well, I have one more movie to. Uh, oh, why would you, okay, never mind then. Okay. Mm, but but Noah, why would you wrap a puppy up? For like a present or something? Go ahead, Reed. Ah, okay. Well, I I will say this last thing. I was kind of saving it for the end as more of a treat for those that make it all the way through. Sadly, Cole will never hear this due to his death. Um, but lately, I watched a 2008 uh, film based on an epic poem. Uh, the film. It's called Beowulf. Uh, Jack, I know you enjoy the film. Noah, I know you refused to watch the film with me Beowulf. several times over. Uh, 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 Beowulf came out in 2007, yeah. right? Oh, God. Oh, I don't know anything about that. That's embarrassing. You really called me out. I shouldn't have called you out. Now you've gotten me called out. Um, uh, this movie uh, stars Anthony Hopkins. Um, I think the lady from uh, The Princess Bride. Uh, the dude who plays Mac in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, I, his name is Ray something. It's got John Malkovich in it. It's got Brandon Gleason. It is uh, it's very good. Angelina Jolie, um, Crispin Glover. Uh, I wish the world could see this movie. It is what a lot of epic movies should be. It would rival Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King in, in terms of, of just – a uh, massive, huge bits of storytelling and and just dramatic battles and and really a lot on the line. I mean, of course, it's no Return of the King, mind you, uh, but you get to see you get to see the story of this this heroic adventure, Beowulf, as he comes to to rid the land of a monster, um, and uh, while in certain ways he he succeeds in being this great heroic adventurer, he he ends up failing. Uh, uh, in other certain ways. I, I, I'm really trying not to spoil anything, but you get to see uh, just this character deal with both his success in life and his failures and really have to just look and be tormented at, at both the mistakes and the successes. Um, it is, I, I would say, what is it, like maybe 
I, around the year 700. I mean, it's not based in reality, but it's around that time for Vikings. And uh, it is uh, some of my favorite bit of uh, Nordic storytelling. And that's all that I'll say about Beowulf. Isn't that the one that looks like a video game, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that one's always just... See me, it's all CGI. It's really good, Nordic. Really? Really? Uh, Yes. Biowaf is based in the early sixth hey, century. Hey Jack, did you just call so it Biowaf? I said Beowulf. <laughs> sure. I can't, I don't know what I'm my headphones don't are a little fuzzy. It's it's Biowulf. Biowulf. Is the sixth century the five hundreds? Is that is it the, the five hundred? Yeah, the five hundred. It's the I think it's the five hundred one. Okay. The predecessor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I will kill you. I will kill your monster. You know, there's a uh, there's a good deal in the Super One uh, coupon book for uh, two ninety nine uh, chocolate milk. Now that's a steal. Don't read, read. I'm gonna have to cut you off of milk. I have to quote you earlier. I don't care what you do at this point, Reed. So I'm gonna drink every bit of milk, eat every block of cheese, and down as much butter as I can get before my heart clogs. 99 cents skinless franks guys we got to get to super one sponsored by super shop one. shop at aldi um yeah i don't know i don't think i have anything else to talk nope. about our instagram handle is motion picture the podcast follow me there i mean us there as i post when our episodes come out what about if you'd like to tune into our youtube channel it is mini movies you can spell that as m i n n e Movies, you can figure out the last fucking yeah. word. Good uh, stuff that's all, going folks. on over there. Yeah. <laughs>